What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Underdog Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nolan Skeen, alongside Antonio Fiore and Salastrina. No guests today. How are we doing? What's up, guys? Doing pretty good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. Are you good. doing good? I'm what good. about Sal? Sal, you're fine? I'm good. Sal, you're fine? I'm better than fine. You're better than fine? I'm outstanding. You're hot cherry fine. All right, so football. Obviously, we're going to talk about football. What else is new? What else is new? It's exciting. We're getting down to the wire. Nitty gritty. I went. Gritty. I went zero and four in picking all playoff games last week. Sounds about right. We had a rough and week. Yeah, we yeah, had a it rough was bad. Week we were, I mean, lost a lot of. Money I think a lot of people lost a lot of money. On I think one across game. the board. <laughs> I don't know how many people had a good weekend betting. Yeah, because number one, like, yeah, everyone wants the Patriots to lose, but who's betting on the Titans? Nobody's betting on the Titans. And who was betting on the Vikings? Nobody was the betting Saints on the and Vikings. Patriots were like the two locks it felt like for this weekend and just got punched in the mouth yeah imagine like even before the game start if you said like saints patriots money line parlay which i don't know what it would have paid but probably close to even money you would have been like yeah 100 percent. like that's not losing and they both lost yeah like, and they both lost which is cra- like i know we said we could see the patriots losing i don't think anyone saw i the didn't saints think losing. all right so i thought the vikings were in cover but i didn't or, think i I didn't think in the realm of the spectrum that they were going to win the football game, but Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what else to say. It was a 1 o'clock game. That's the only We said reason. it before the game, too. Why are they playing at 1 o'clock? So Kirk Cousins is the most comfortable he can be. That Dude, that's retarded. It was that, a, like it was weird that they did that. He loves just proving us wrong. It's almost like he yeah, listens I hate to it. Us. Oh, he listens to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Imagine if he did, and he's just like, "All right, I gotta prove." These literally, guys the wrong. first podcast we did, we were talking shit about him, and then talk shit about him every single and then, week. No, and then we and then he went out in that Eagles game and had like the best game of his career. And ever since yeah, then, he he's did. been like the best player ever. It's crazy. It's annoying because who wants to see the Vikings at this point? I feel like no, I do. Ugh. Oh, I do. If they make it to the Super Bowl, that would be the most. I wanted the Saints to win so bad. That you just, sucks. you just love Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I do, and like Drew Brees they is a great quarterback. A team, I want him to win more Super Bowls. Nah, they're they're cursed. They just get screwed every year. They, they, they're, they're they sold they sold their soul in two thousand nine. They said we'll sell our never win a championship. Yeah, like a Jerry Jones situation, literally. So let's start with that game. Obviously, since we're just on it right now. Should that have been pass interference, no. offensive pass interference? That happens if, every play. If people are going to cry about that, they're very soft. I don't think so either. I Like, that happens every time the tight end's on a fade to the corner. They're you know, hand-checking each other, and it's like, yeah, he pushes off with one hand, but... It's just getting more attention. He just has a size a play like that. You, the only reason is because it's a Saints game. If it was any other game, they would have been like... They wouldn't. It wouldn't have even been like a talking point. Well, they didn't, well, I mean, they have to look at it, right? Everyone was saying they, that they didn't look. They at didn't it, look at it, but they have to. They definitely took a look at it. They have to. It's Did a they challenge point. it? I, you can't challenge it. It was inside two over, minutes. No, it was, it was in, overtime. It was overtime. Well, they so. weren't. Every scoring play has to be reviewed. Every they, scoring play they has to be look reviewed at it for that situation. Every they, scoring play has to be reviewed, and in overtime, all challenges are instituted from the booth. However, from what the ref said, they did not go in and look at it. That was what they said. But New York I don't was think they needed to. New York was definitely looking at it, though. They probably did take it a look at it. De- they definitely like probably would have made a call on it if they had thought it was egregious. But, I mean, I don't think it was warranted to call an OPI. Yeah, I can't it, say yeah, it was Yeah, it just wasn't that It blatant. just wasn't. I mean, like it, wa- it kind of was, but like you're not calling that, especially in that situation. Yeah, he, if you he, go by exactly what the book says, yes, that's past interference. But that, like, how often do they call that? They, they never. They call don't. That. So it's like, why call it in that situation? And you can't, you can't complain about it. So that. Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as as last year. But I think they're just upset because they should have blown that team out. Yeah, like that game should easily. Not, Any that Saints game, fan that's mad about that call should be mad at their team for not playing. Especially after the first possession of the game, you fumble the football and give it right to the or like you. They're driving down the field. They did a first down, and then you you get the turnover that you need, and you have a short field. Like you should punch that in for seven if you're New Orleans. Like that that in itself was a big play, I would say, in the game. Yeah, and you know it goes back to things that we would bring up throughout the season about the Saints: one, letting their opponents hang around, and two, playing down to their competition. Yep, and not being able to really pull away in these games. And they played a team that, in no way anywhere on the field, is better than them. 
except I, you could argue running back position. Obviously, Dalvin had a better year, but in every other way, Saints are better at everything, and they lost. They lost again. Uh, it doesn't matter home or away; like they're just cursed at this point. At one point, it was twenty to seventeen, and to heart back on last week's podcast, I said it was going to be twenty four twenty three Saints. Yeah, there was a shot. There, there was a small shot <laughs> wow. at the end. If the Vikings kicked a field goal that Drew could come down and get the game winning touchdown, and that would have came true. That that, I no no no, I'd be doing the podcast naked right now. That's what I said. <laughs> I said I'd do the full podcast naked. I, th- I was I felt very good about the seven and a half. I thought that was way too many points for that game. Regardless yeah, of what, right. regardless of what the narrative about like, all right, it's a home playoff game. It's this. It's that. If Kirk is playing at one o'clock and Kirk has all of his like su- like supporting cast playing up to their capability. They should have. They 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 could have played a close game, and I felt like the whole week that they were going to play a close game, and they ended up winning. And Kurt played probably well. the best game of his career, top top two or three, honestly. I agree. Yeah, he he was slinging it in that play to uh, Thielen, like in overtime. Great just, throw that proved it. Right, he stepped up in a moment where no one thinks he ever steps up, and he proved everybody wrong. The, great, great to see Thielen back out there, by the way. And true. Well. Speaking of that, he got hurt in practice today. Oh, that's... I think it's... Okay, now I have no interest in the Vikings yet again. He said... (laughs) I think they said hamstring or shin or something, but it was something lower body. I forget what the exact injury was. I mean, I think it's done for the Vikings anyway, but that's just me. But... I mean, I'm going to sit here and say, oh, San Francisco's way too good. But what did we just go over? The Saints are better... Then the the 49ers are literally everything. All right, you, and the Niners do literally everything well. You want to know what the scariest thing in NFL playoff football is? A hot quarterback. A hot, oh, yeah. A I know hot that quarterback firsthand. can take you to the promised land. And I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is hot, but if he wins this game, he's hot. And Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to say it either. But Saturday, they play the 4 o'clock game instead of the 8 o'clock game. They play the early game. They're setting it up for Kirk Cousins. They're, it's on a silver platter for him. Does he want to take it right now? No, nah, I'm still going with my gut. All right, I don't think they do that twice in a row. We're we're gonna have to harp back on this when we yeah. make our picks, but I this I, can wait. This is gonna, I got to say this is this, this okay, is yeah, going we'll, to be a very in my mind a very competitive low scoring game. So yeah, I, we'll talk about I, it when I'm we preview. When we preview, but um, all right, so let's go to the. Let's go to the Titans and Patriots game. What the game Antonio? That broke me in South hold Park. on. All right, Antonio, weird. Please never bet on the Patriots again. Signed every Patriots fan in the world. I lost a lot of money on that game. Three three times this year, you said that they're gonna win, and three times this year they've gotten slapped. I mean, I probably said every week that they're gonna win, and probably pick them most of the time. But in pick threes, I I don't know. Uh, I think I took them twice in a pick three, just, and then it was it, last week, and I don't, it, it, it didn't work out. I took them against the Chiefs, I think. It hurts, Antonio, because I knew I knew as soon as you said Patriots minus five is your pick this week that they lost that game. I wanted I wanted them to win too, obviously, but there's nothing I could do about it. It's unfortunate for both of us. Uh, I mean, also, Der- I can Der- say Derrick Der- Der- Henry, Henry is, is literally. Bo- you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Best running back like, I've ever seen. I feel like seen. that was part of me, too, because anytime I say something's going to happen, the opposite happens. <laughs> and I said that they would bottle up Derrick Henry and he wouldn't get more than 90 yards. There was no and way he got were bottling 70 up Derrick Henry. In, in one drive. Biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. He got 90 like five minutes in the first quarter. It takes a village to tackle him. You can't stop him for he no gain. I was waiting for that the entire game. There was one play, it was either in like the third or fourth quarter. And they got him like it looked like they were going to tackle him like five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then he turns around, gets a burst of speed, and ends up gaining two yards in the play. Literally no, no, can't he, tackle him for no. When game. he cuts like at the line of scrimmage and he cuts into oh, he's a, a hole, big dude, but he he's, go- he's going, he's going, dude, he's oh going more God. than ten. You yards. know what picture I saw today that I haven't seen in forever? The what? picture of Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry at the um, Alabama championship yeah. game. And Mark Ingram had already graduated, and he was just, like, staring at Derrick Henry because of, like, how big he was. It's just, like, Mark Ingram is a powerful NFL running back, and he's looking up at Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry he is, is small, though. Mark Ingram's small, he's but small, Derrick Henry but is Der- just that big. Derrick Henry is a unit. Like, he will run through just about anybody in the league. 
I don't really like his hair either. Derrick Henry's hair. He can oh, do I whatever either, he wants. I love the way he plays. <laughs> he can do what. <laughs> it looks like a little dookie coming out the yeah, back of his helmet. <laughs> when you were watching the game, I think I said that. It like does. Wow. It looks like a piece of shit coming out of the back of his yeah, helmet. Yeah, like a freaking like a log. Large well, I mean, most people are chasing him like from behind, so all they see is just a fat turn. <laughs> and I mean, he's shitting on him on the way by, so like it don't even matter. <laughs> Um, uh, it was a it was a very low scoring game, which I think most people would have expected in that kind of game. Like, the, I I don't know. You said yeah. you said that Brady was gonna have three touchdowns. I really didn't think it was gonna be like a Patriots firework display, but I thought it would be like a seventeen fourteen game kind. Yeah, of I thought the Patriots like would control control the game more. I thought to keep the offense. Up. I thought their running game was gonna look a lot better than it did, and I know Sony had some flashes, but it wasn't. Yeah, any, but it was early. It wasn't anything it was consistent early. throughout the game where they could have got it going. So I. It's you know, it's very disappointing to see the skill position players obviously are are what let them down. Like they have no tight end, they barely have any outside threats. Like they throw to James White and Julian Edelman almost every play. Like their offensive personnel was laughable. Very. So it's like, how are you supposed to move the ball with a forty three year old quarterback if you have no one to throw to? Also, with the way the Titans are playing, not just that they're hot, but like the style of football they're playing. Perfect after like after this game ended. Obviously, I could see it's the perfect way to stop the Patriots because you're wasting so much time. And what do the Patriots do when they play in the playoffs? They just keep you off the field and waste a and bunch Vrabel, of time. Vrabel pulled that Belichick move on. Yeah, that was. I cool. was pissed. Nolan, do you remember what you said about um, what's his face last week? Um, my God, I just lost my train of thought. What is Who, records? No, not his record. Um, come back to this. Hold on. Keep going with what you were going with. Oh, Logan Ryan. That's who I was going to say. I could not think of his name. Oh, God. We were talking about it when we were watching the game. <laughs> Logan Ryan is the worst cornerback Nolan I've does, ever Nolan seen. Nolan goes, oh, Logan Ryan's not going to do anything this game. And then he has the pitch six to basically okay. see it. I, also, I, know, I know it's not I know it's not like the biggest play of the game, but he still did make it. Okay, but I like thought, five minutes before, or like ten minutes before that, he dropped, dropped the pitch. a perfect he did. pick he did six. Drop the pitch. And I was like, that epitomizes everything he's done for the <laughs> Patriots for the past few years. And he sucks. And I'm so glad he's on the Titans. I don't give a fuck that he got a pick Oh, six. he's a terrible It was quarter. in garbage time. The Patriots were never going to go down and score with 15 seconds left on the one-yard line. Like, the fact that he even got the pick six, like, fuck you. <laughs> it's just so funny. No, 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 no. no when I he was on the Pats, he was the worst corner ever. And I said, like, during the game watching it, I said, guys, watch. Logan Ryan's going to drop the game-winning pick six. Then he dropped that pick six, and I was like, look at that. Yeah. And then he got the and pick got six to win back. the game, and I'm like, all right, going to go in another room now. <laughs> uh, it was just a brutal ending. Like, uh, of course, Brady's last throw like that has to be a pick six. Like, now now he's coming not back. Not his last throw. Well, his last his throw Instagram, Instagram, he's, Maybe, maybe not. He's his coming Instagram back. message today. What he said, like, it, like had me jacked up. I was he's, like, dude, I'm, I'm ready to fucking go. He's coming go. back. Listen, oh he's coming back. Tampa Tom Bay? to Tampa Bay. No, he's not. He's staying in. New Why not? Hey, right. he's getting older. He his, wants to live in a Instagram warm post? climate. There's, th- did there's, you see his Instagram post though, Antonio? I did. There's three teams he's going to. Patriot. He's staying with the Patriots. He's going to the Chargers, Colts. or he's going to Las Vegas. No, not the Colts. He's going. He's to not w- going to Oakland. He's going to Las Vegas. He's not going to the Raiders. I don't think that's happening. No, that's not happening. Wait, Antonio They're, Brown comes back? Yeah, that's, that's the only way he they, said he'd play in the NFL again. They build some sort of offense. John Gruden builds like the most amazing. Like, hey, Josh man, Jacobs. we got the best ever. They they sign AJ Green. Like they they figured out something. <laughs> I don't know. They'll they'll figure no. out something. Tom Brady is coming back to New England. They are gonna build the best offense around. Him. I would love to see that. That's obviously, the only way that this can work is if they build an offense around him. And I think that ending to that game, Bill okay. finally realized what is All right, what are they What are they doing? What is their personnel? Are they signing A.J. Green? I would love to see them sign A.J. Green. Like, what? what is their move? They They need They need to get... First, they need to get somebody high in the draft. They, did that, they did that last year, and it did not really work out. It did not out. work out for them. Maybe try and draft need, one of these big-name receivers, man. That's what they need. I don't think you should draft a receiver. You don't have time to develop a receiver. You either have okay, to sign... Okay, or a tight end that can run block. Not even one that's good catching the ball. You're saying draft one? They do need another tight end. They could Dra- draft one. They could try to pick one up. I don't know who would be available. Ebron. I mean, Ebron doesn't really run block, but he didn't catch... I mean, they didn't have much catch production at the tight ends. Because they really, they really want to go in with the run game, and I think 
I think you should get rid of Sony okay, while you still well, can. Uh, that was my. That's what I was gonna say. Well, if you Rex, you Rex Burkhead should be the guy that you move on with. Okay, we weren't saying this. Last I was praising okay, Michelle last we, year. We weren't saying this last year because of how well the offensive line was playing. Sony Michelle is not a difference maker. He's he's no. someone that if the the hole is there, he'll hit it. But he's not someone who's trying to create his own hole and make a a two yard run, a twenty yard run. You know, so like if you need you. you it depends what kind of direction you want to go. You either want to be a run-centric offense, or you either want to air it out. And I don't know what direction they're going in, but and I don't think I don't think that they want to air it out either. Well, with the way last year ended, there was no way they were going in that direction because the running game was outstanding in the playoffs last year. And they're saying, "All right, we got an older quarterback. It's the right time to move into a run-centered offense to take that pressure off our older guy." And it got better when Isaiah Wynn came back. And missing Mark Andrews was really like. Like, he's definitely the rock in the middle of that offensive line. David Andrews. David Andrews. Yeah. I say Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Who's Mark yeah. Andrews? The tight end for Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, okay. Whatever. That's why you said it at first. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> David Andrews. He is the rock in the middle of, of the offensive line. So, they, I mean, they have guys returning. They have draft picks, depending on what the lead decides to do with this whole video scandal. So... They said that they're gonna get punished in some sort of way or fashion. I can't wait to just see. Fine them. Can't, like, I can't wait to see what that'll it's just be. Just gonna be a fine. It's stupid. And it was, if they try to suspend somebody for that, like that is no. Ridiculous. They'll end up taking away a draft pick because that's what they love to do. That that's still way too much for something as as, as dumb stupid as that. As that like, we'll see. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I obviously a sad ending. Actually, to go to completely off topic, did you see? The Red Sox. They said that they were using the, the Red Sox were run. also cheating. That's yeah, the Astros are like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, well, because they knew they probably knew Cora was doing all that. And Yankees are on the shit end of all of this. Oh yeah, I'm sure the Yankees have never cheated, Antonio. Oh I yeah, bet no, I'm sure. I bet they're. Oh, their players have, like Alex Rodriguez and Roger Clemens. <laughs> I that somehow started the stereotype. Uh, this is some, this oh, is Yankees like, are winning. Like Everyone must be doing every steroids. Every team definitely does this. And then, oh, like, science like absolutely. The team that either wins or goes really far is the one that ends up getting caught because. Well, they keep every, doing it. Every team signs deals, but does every team videotape it? I hope the Washington Nationals are the only team that doesn't, and then they're just like, "Wow, we're the best team ever!" Like. That'd they, be sick. That I don't know. They they were just so fun to watch. When I that saw that though, I was kind of like, "Aw, yeah." <laughs> like, "Aw, we still won the World Series." Aw, it was two years ago. Uh, Get over it. Like, like, I I don't feel bad about it only because I genuinely think every team does it. I don't think there's any yeah. way you can like say, "Oh, only certain." Teams it's like do it. it's like a college getting in trouble for paying a college player. Correct. Yeah, I guess it's just who talks that was involved. Very true. Yeah, do you think it was someone from the Astros? Like, okay, we're doing this. Have you seen well, yeah, the they, definitely threw Cor- they, they definitely threw Cora under the bus because Cora left and was a and part Cora of Cora left Houston. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. But that was just to go completely off topic. Let's go back to the NFL. Uh, let's talk about the Texans and Bills game, which ended up being... Antonio, I'm sorry. Uh, Antonio, First, I know who that Who the hell s- wants to see the Texans here? No, I know that you love these type of games, but that game was disgusting. That was a really bad game. I hated watching that game. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, especially in that second half. It ended half. up being good towards the end because but, it happened to all go right, to overtime. All right, the most pathetic play call I've ever seen in my whole entire life. One minute to go, third, fourth, fourth and one, and the Texans are up three points. There is five 300-pound linemen in the middle of the formation, and the Texans still decide to sneak the ball. What play call was that? I, there was a moment where I thought both teams wanted to lose. <laughs> Easily, like they were just like, no, 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 we don't want to win. But the like, most with the Bills, oh my God, their on. defense. All right, go ahead. The most mind-boggling play I've ever seen, probably in all of the NFL I've ever watched, is Josh Allen breaking off a run and pitching it back to like his tight end. Oh my God! With, yeah, with that like was what with was like, he doing? With like thirty-eight seconds left. I don't know, like the exact time. No but, like, way they drew that up though. <laughs> That was, that was bad. one of the dumbest no, he, things I've ever he seen. He definitely didn't want it to tackle in bounds. I think that's what he was thinking. So he wanted to like pitch it back to someone. But that but, thing went up in the air. That, but that, that was, was a bad. point too because it was after the Texans had that terrible display and then the Bills got the ball back. And then they did that. I was like, bro, did the Bills even want to win this game? Like, I, 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 <laughs> it, was, it was something to behold the last like two minutes of the game plus overtime. Like even overtime, like the Bills got all the way down right to the edge of field goal range. And then, was it a sack first or? Oh no, he intentionally <laughs> grounded it. Yes, he lost fifty yards on two. Plays Josh Allen definitely crumbled under the pressure. Yes, so he intentionally he grounded and it, and then before got that, sacked. through the whole game, 
you know, I thought he looked pretty calm and like, you know, under control. And then at that point, you lose 50 yards on two plays. You can't do that if you're an NFL But they were up 16-0, right? They were up 16-0. So he had he had everything going for him, and then he was relaxing, and then they came back, and he's like, uh-oh, I have to clutch up now. Deshaun Watson played a fantastic game in yep. the second half. The Texans got that bailed overtime out. That overtime, when they had two guys try to tackle him, and he spun, spun out, out of it. Somehow spun out that of it. That was crazy. The, the Texans got bailed out by their talent yet again. From Hopkins, Watson, and Watt, while they're you know, dumbass head coaches you know, are in the sideline, like, oh look at that. You know but, who's coming back this week? Who? Will Fuller, Will Fuller is. Wow. Sal loves um, Will I think Fuller. they had him against the Ravens last time, so I don't think they're playing the Texans. They're playing the actually, Chiefs. The Chiefs. Who bad. they beat last time? I don't care. Well, it's my thing circumstances. with the Bills there, I, I've never seen a defense play so incredible in the first half, just literally suffocating Deshaun Watson on every single play. Then in the second half, exact opposite. They can't tackle at all. Because they, they decided to throw to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins had two yeah, targets they were and zero still, catches in the I, first half. They were still getting to Deshaun Watson to a point and just couldn't bring him down, yeah, especially on that one play, which before that one crazy play at the end of overtime, the Texans were at a third and 18, way inside their 10. And the Bills defense, they got everyone pushed back. They don't have anyone in the middle of the field. Obviously, they're going to throw a short pass to try and you know get the yards instead of risking it and throwing an interception and then them kicking a field goal. But still, there was no one around there, and the running back just runs right for the first down. And that at that point, the game was yeah, pretty much over. No, I don't know. I feel like the Bills threw it away. They did, and they had chances. The, Bills, the Bills definitely lost it more than like the Texans. The won. Texans. Won. Yeah, I agree. There were so many opportunities for the Bills to just put that game away. Yeah, but if the Bills won, we'd probably be saying the same thing, that the Texans lost more than the Bills won because it, it, it was that kind of game. Fair. Fair. Very Neither fair. of them scored on their first <laughs> overtime possessions either. The All right. I need to talk about the Eagles game because I'm very frustrated with Carson Wentz. I, I just want to see him play in a playoff game. I understand it's not his fault he got hurt. It was, I would say, a dirty. It was borderline dirty. Right. Yeah. Nothing. I'm gonna scream about. But yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna run to the hilltop and say like that was the dirtiest hit I've ever seen. However, Carson Wentz, you gotta show up. Like you. This is your third season, right? Well, it depends how how many he's played. I think he's been in the NFL for three seasons. Sixteen was his first year. And he so, that yeah. was the year they won. No, sixteen. But he that, played till week sixteen. No, right? seventeen was the year they won. That was his second year. And he was going to be the MVP that year. So he's, whatever. It, Until he got hurt. The point is, and he was hurt his first season. Right? You've no, you've been hurt. You've been hurt every time your team's made it to the playoffs. You were hurt the whole Super Bowl run. You were hurt this year, and then wasn't there another? Didn't they make it a, a third time where Foles had to come into last year? Yeah, remember they played the Bears and they won. They actually won that game. They won a playoff game last year. When and Foles, Foles and Foles was playing, Foles played, right? yeah, because yeah. once got hurt at the end of the year last year, yeah, his back, I'm pretty sure. So it's like every time your team has made the playoffs, it hasn't been with you a part of it. So it's like we really don't know how good you can be in these situations, and it's like he's starting to show that he he isn't as good as everyone thinks he is. Like, what did they have at halftime? Nine points, or like, I, I mean, mean I know he wasn't in for the whole points. half, but like, all right, so they managed like two field goals with him in like what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. It's like. Still, I I get the whole no against the, no against weapons. The Seahawks they literally defense, have no one. Like, the Patriots situation, but ten times worse. Yeah, like the Seahawks defense is not that great. It really isn't. People no. want to. It's say not. It's and, nothing special. Yeah, I mean they still scored nine points on them with the offense that they have. And yeah, I agree. It's definitely like a Patriots situation, except they don't have Tom Brady. They have Carson Wentz, who hasn't yet proved himself in the playoff spot. He's proved himself in the regular season. First eight games. He, I'll make, give, he makes you believe, dude. I'll give it to Seattle, too. They actually threw to DK Metcalf. They did. Which is what they were <laughs> supposed to do. They're like, the oh, we're oh a running team, God. are we? Are we a running team? I'm, nope. I'm thoroughly impressed that they did that because if I, if I had to put money on whether or not they were going to be stupid and run the ball every play, which they do almost every single game, or actually aired out, I would have obviously put my money that they're going to run the ball every play. And they, they started doing that, and then when they realized it didn't work, they were like, oh, we have 
one of the best like young receivers in the day. And that's just, just throw to DK catching the ball seven times. What happens when he starts racking up 10, 11 catches a game? Yeah, like, and you start targeting He's going to be the new Michael Thomas. It's, it's not like the fit between Wilson and Metcalf is amazing because Wilson just trusts him to go up and down it. And Wilson can extend the play too, where if it's him running one on one against like a corner or safety, it's game and over. Wilson throws a really accurate deep ball. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that Wilson's very good. Everyone talks about his mobility, and, and you got Lockett too. So it's he like can throw. That that team is set up very well for their trouble years on offense. And Carson comes back. Yeah, especially with the running and backs Penny, that are yeah. unfortunately hurt right now. I told you I should have listened to myself. Marshawn Lynch isn't coming around for two games. Like he wasn't. They weren't going to lose that game. Yeah, they touchdown this game, right? Yeah, they really. Like people, people who thought Philly were gonna Philly was gonna win, I get that they're they were looking at that. I but really did at first, and then I started thinking about then, it. Like you think about it more, you're like the Seahawks really should not win. This is almost the one seed we're talking about here. Yeah, they were one win away from being the one seed. They were a, a yard away from the one away seed. from being the one seed. Like how weird is it that both games ended seventeen nine too? Like. That, I just think that's so funny. Like both times the Eagles. Yeah, I said it would end sixteen ten. He said sixteen ten on the last podcast, so he's one point off on each team, which is really good. And I called the under. Oh yeah, the under so, was always hitting in that game. Yeah, an Eagles if game. You've been on it. The it was probably like minus five hundred. We'll go over that. It was you. You had the under. I had um, Minnesota plus seven and a half, and then you had the Patriots. I did. So. Antonio 0 and 1, me and Nolan 1 and 0. I actually didn't pick one winner right at all last week. <laughs> I got every it single game. It didn't matter what wrong. game you would have picked. Yeah, it really did. That didn't. under was the only game I had. Well, that and I thought the Seahawks were going to win, but that was the only two picks that I had right. They were both but right. But Derrick Henry smashed my dreams in the had, first quarter. I don't think any of us got our prop because I, yeah, I said Red Burke had. You said DeAndre Hopkins. I said Rex Burke had over 22 yards. But you said you also said DeAndre Hopkins. I liked Hopkins when I saw full. But it out. wouldn't have hit if the overtime didn't happen. Correct. Because yeah, it was what 90. No, it was 77. But 77, I th- but I think, he had like 70. I think he had 70, but I think he had enough catches, though. I think he had I think he had six catches before overtime, or he had five, something like that. But, um, And then you had... Yeah, right? I had the Tom Brady over a touchdown and a half. And he had to throw one. Didn't throw one. You're no. such a curse. You really are. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's, no, <laughs> there's nothing I can say. I can't wait till the Bucks get in the playoffs. And we can talk about that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I hope they keep Jameis, and I hope they make the playoffs because that they're would be, not keeping Jameis. No. Not after what Bruce Arians said about him. It's so funny. That no, that's so disrespectful. You don't keep a guy after that. That's that was bad. That was really bad. It was really bad, but it was really funny. It was hilarious. All, All right. right, let's move to next week then, or this coming week. I, I say. do. We have a game that we want to talk about first because I think I do. Now, what conference do you Which want to start do you with? Want to talk about? I want to talk about Vikings Forty Nine. Okay, first. let's start with the NFC. I think we're gonna have some really close games in the NFC. I think very low scoring. I don't think that either team is going to be able to. San Fran is minus seven. They were minus ten. Were they? When I checked last week, they were minus. Jesus. Whenever the Vikings won, it was minus ten. I think it started at. That's insane. I could be wrong, but I thought when I looked, it was minus ten. If if I mean like, I don't know. I'm kind of on the borderline of, like, what I think about this game. Like, obviously, one way the Vikings. Could just get blown out like the 49ers to dominate the line. Yeah, it's again, like the Niners are better at they're everything. Out, they're out home, yeah. Like, or just like her cousins could have a really good game. 49ers should get tight at the end. Like, it could be like a field goal game. One team wins by three. Wow. Like, so the over under is 44 and a half. Under, you think so? Under, yeah. I'm taking the over, I'm smashing the over. It's gonna be like. 21 yeah, 17. I'm, I'm tugging down on the under. See, here, here's here's my take 38 34 San Fran. High scoring. And San Francisco can play shootout. I just don't think that this is going to get this is going to be the game where that happens. I think it is. Uh, this is San Francisco, you know, this core of this new San Francisco team. First time in a playoff game together. We've seen teams like this before like, kind of jitter a little bit in their first game. They pull off the win. But they don't do it very convincingly. I think that's what's going to happen this week, and it'll and be Minnesota low scoring. Just came off a of tough game playing against an overtime game against the Saints, yep. playing in Louisiana. Now they got to trek all the way to the Bay Area to play San Fran, who's coming off a week of rest. What, Nolan, what time's the game at? Four, four thirty on Saturday. That's Kirk Cousins. 
calling cards. I like San Francisco to win, but not not to cover. I am also taking. Wait, you're taking San Francisco. Oh, to, so you're taking Minnesota to I'm cover. Ta- yeah, I'm taking Minnesota to cover. I am also taking, no means do I think they win. I'm also taking Minnesota plus seven. Man, that might be my one for the week. I like that. I don't know. We'll come back to that. You don't have a pick yet? I don't have a pick yet. All right. I got to think about it. Um, so let's stick to the NFC then. So Sunday, Seahawks game, and Packers. Classic this matchup. game gives me. I love this game. This game gives me a weird feeling because. Why is it four? Well, all right. Why is it four? Tell me the last time you've seen Aaron Rodgers dominate a, pl- a game. I want it. It's been a couple years, honestly. So, Seahawks are winning this game. Really? The Seahawks. This is my pick. This was my pick before when I told you. This is my pick. Seahawks are winning this game. Antonio, what do what do you think over there? No one's not making a bad choice. I mean, every time that the Seahawks or you know Rodgers and uh, Wilson have met in the playoffs, Wilson's won. Those were also two games in Seattle. Uh, they were classic games, really really good games. One of them went to overtime and had, of course, that crazy catch. But I think this is going to be another really close game between Green Bay and Seattle. I think Green Bay is going to end up winning, but. This is, again, another situation where I like the losing team to cover. Because four is not a Four is a, a very lot. tight needle. That's a tight needle, game. yeah. It is, but I, I really think this is about a field goal game. All right. I don't believe in either of these teams. <laughs> I think both these teams are frauds. I think whoever wins the Vikings 49ers. I think Green Bay is more of a fraud, though. I think whoever wins Vikings 49ers is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. For sure. Again, Green Bay just does everything better than Seattle except for quarterback right now. I they am a running game, better offensive, way better offensive line. Their defense is better. Be, Seattle's defense looks uh, begrudgingly taking the Green Bay Packers. I don't believe in this pick. Icky. I don't like this pick. I don't like the Seahawks. I'm just taking the Packers out of it's Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. I would hope he would win by more than four. What do the Packers like to do? Lose in the NFC Championship. They they do enjoy that. likely going to meet up with a team that beat the shit out of them earlier in the year. And, you know, I'd like to see it go a different way and Green Bay maybe win, but they're probably going to get the shit beat out of them again if they play San Francisco. It's the unfortunate truth. I'd like to see a Kansas City-Green Bay Super Bowl. And they came out and said that Marshawn Lynch is getting more touches in this game coming up. They're going to go back to the run game. Why not? If it's just his last few games of his career... Oh yeah, just out. He should like, put everything on the line. It's not. Yeah, there's literally think nothing about, to like preserve. Think about how for. awesome that'd be if they end up winning the Super Bowl, and Marshawn gets to go out on top as a Seahawks. I mean, sure, gets there's to retire as a Seahawk are, like, and winning the Super Bowl. I mean, yes, obviously that would be cool. I just I don't know how realistic it is. Like I don't know. I don't know that they're gonna go on the road and beat Green Bay. Go for the, me, go on the road and beat San Francisco, and then beat whoever comes out of the AFC. For me, it's gonna it's. It'll be awesome to see one of the like one of these teams win the Super Bowl though. Like any of these teams. I just don't know who it's I really have no clue. Except for me, except either the Texans or Chiefs. Like, I don't want to see either of them win the Super Bowl. How come those two? Just cause like Fuck the Texans. I hate Bill O'Brien. You wanna hate, feel good for Deshaun Watson? I would feel good for Deshaun Watson. I don't like Patrick Mahomes though either. I'm not a huge Mahomes guy, but like if they won it would if they made, I would love to see him in the game. Like I wouldn't, I would definitely would not root for the Chiefs. But if he was in the Super Bowl, I would be happy. Like I would be very entertained. <sighs> so we got our picks for that game. I think we for should that for that division sh- or, or, no. or for both those dams. I think we should go to the Chiefs dam. Yeah, in a okay. conversation before the podcast started, Sal did bring up that the first Super Bowl ever was Green Bay and Kansas City, and we are in our NFL uh, our hundredth anniversary. So what a way to celebrate it by going back to the I first. I wouldn't mind it. I'd like to see Rodgers and Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It would be, I mean, it, I don't be think anyone would be complaining about it. I don't know it. if it would live up to the hype. I feel like that would be one of those ones where everyone's like, yo, Aaron versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, what do they call it? The, uh, the, State all, Farm the State Farm Bowl oh, is what they would call funny. it. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't want that. Fuck that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that'll happen. And I think... I don't think I think the Chiefs win this game, but yeah, I don't want them to win. Spreads for the for the AFC games both at nine and a half. 
Yeah, mine's a 10. So... For KC. I don't know if I like... That's a lot of points. I don't know if I like 9.5, 10 for Kansas City. I definitely think Houston will cover that. It's definitely a lot of points. The only thing deterring me from 100% taking Houston is Andy Reid's record when he has a bye. Yeah, that's one thing you got to keep in mind. And he normally... like the. I've seen a phenomenal bet is whatever Chiefs' first half is because it's going to be under a touchdown or right around a touchdown. I think you should take that and put a good amount of money on it because they're going to come out with their scripted plays. And I, it, it's going to be a battle of who can control the ball and control the tempo of the game. And if KC uh, can get a couple of early stops, this game could be a runaway. So I'm really happy you brought that up because I totally forgot within you know since starting this that Andy Reid and the whole bye week thing, um, you know, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And last week when the game, when I was watching the Patriots game, I'm thinking Patriots win this game. They got to see Andy off a bye. Yep, at home too. Uh, Andy Reid loves losing in the championship games. So <laughs> I think the Chiefs obviously win. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Even if the. Maybe they're like, factoring in Reid off a bye. So even if the Texans are down 14 with five minutes left, like Deshaun can come down and score a garbage time touchdown yeah, and cover the number. It. Yeah, I, I definitely think they cover the, the nine and a half. Uh, I don't think Houston wins though. I don't think Houston has a chance of winning this game. Andy, Houston's live in this game, but they're not like breathing very heavily. Andy Reid has I honestly powerful feel icky influence saying on that they're going right to cover because if if the Chiefs go up by like twenty points, I would not. That's be the surprised. thing. If the Chiefs go up by a lot, it's game over. Not even like a lot. It's game over, and I'm not surprised. This is a tough call. The, if the Chiefs are up like ten or fourteen, nothing to start the game. You can because like by the line that they're giving. They, they don't care about the last time these two teams played. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're not respecting that at all. They're like, one, wow, Deshaun went in there and beat Mahomes a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we don't care. One of these AFC teams is covering the big spread, though, and I'm really debating if it's going to be the Chiefs right now. I'm taking Houston. Plus nine and a half. Andy Reid's really influencing me. I mean, I said I'd go back to the Vikings and Niners game if you want to go back to it. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do all it right. that way. So let's move to the Titans and Ravens. Um, it is also minus ten for Baltimore, which I think is I think is fair. I think they it's didn't fair, overreact to the Titans beating the Patriots. This still has potential to be a really good game because Baltimore doesn't have though they've had a defense that's played very well. They don't have a defense like the Patriots where they can totally shut down your pass game. Tannehill had 72 passing yards, and this, you know, playing Baltimore over the Patriots, they're going to have an opportunity to open up the passing game more and get guys like A.J. Brown involved, which I don't think you heard his name once during the Patriots game. It was just all Derrick Henry. And they can really start, you know, going with the play action in this game. Sal's buffering. But I can very well see Baltimore winning by 25. Baltimore's blowing this team out. Thank you. I think that's a logical uh, I've been saying, logical. I've been saying that for like a long, for a couple of weeks. Like I've been going back and forth on this game and the more I think about it, it's like everyone's gonna be so high on the the Titans from oh, you went into New England and beat them. No one the Ravens this, are, blah blah blah. The Ravens had a week off. The Ravens are probably the most dominant team we've seen in and close John to Harbaugh five years. Is really good off a of bye. John Harbaugh off a of bye. And this time he doesn't have to play the Patriots. You uh, I, I would find it hard to believe that without Derrick Henry doing something supernatural, that they covered this number. So if Derrick Henry goes out there and has because the Ravens 180 yards, and you know they can pump the ball with Henry all they want. If the Ravens, yeah, the Ravens are, are going to do what the Patriots that couldn't. fast, it's not going to matter. The Ravens are going to do everything that the Patriots couldn't. They're going to control the clock. They're going to throw the ball, and they're going to run the ball very effectively. I. I just don't see I don't see Tennessee covering this number, so I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I like Baltimore too. I also like Baltimore. And whatever Baltimore's first half is, smash it. It's probably around it's it's gonna be the same as whatever the Chiefs says. Uh my guess is like six and a half or seven, honestly. But I will go take a look. Alright, so I'll go back to the the Vikings and Niners game. Um Wow, man. I don't want to switch it though. I already or I had one in mind. No, 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 I'm taking San Fran minus seven. San Fran's winning by like fourteen. Some tough calls to make this weekend, man. Or San Fran might win like thirty-eight to twenty-eight. 
Kansas City's minus five and a half. First half, Baltimore's minus six. Smash both of those. I I do. I I definitely like Kansas. No way City. they're both not going up a touchdown in a halftime. I would have to agree. Yeah, I can see Houston wiggling their way back into the game in the second half, which is why I'm going to end on the conclusion by Houston covering, but Kansas City more both likely of these winning te- by about two field goals. Both of them are playing teams that are rested, and they're going to go into the game and be shaky in the first half. It's whoever whoever the underdog is going to be this weekend, and I think it's going to be the Seahawks, but like whoever the underdog is going to be is going to have like a second-half comeback because like they're all playing teams that are rested and ready to go and we know that every team comes out shaky yeah so in houston kansas city i like another backdoor cover probably two field goals or a touchdown win for kansas city but i do see them going up uh, by a few scores early yeah i do you agree i agree houston (laughs) plus seven so what's our so what's our um our one pick then let's go with you antonio that's tough I really think it might be Minnesota. I I do enjoy that pick. I, it's weird because I'm. Are so you gonna repeat your pick though? Every week? week, I'm not taking Minnesota. Okay, so your pick is Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going with Minnesota. Minnesota plus seven, or is it something six and a half for you? Probably it's seven for me. Okay, Baltimore. Yours is Baltimore minus, minus ten and a half, or ten whatever. Nine it is. And a half. We'll it go with nine and a half. I'll take it whatever. You know what's <laughs> funny? We were talking about the Texan spread last week. And it was three on, or it was three on your site, and it was two and a half on mine. And I was like, "Oh yeah, like if it's, I don't, I don't even remember like what the back and forth was." But you're like, "Yeah, what's it gonna matter?" And then it, it's just funny that it ended up being a three point game. Of how course, it was. That? How it, funny is that? It, it's it would it would drop half a point, and then it would end a three point game because it's it was two and a half at kickoff. They love doing that. Yep, they just know time travelers, man. Matt Groening, they exist. Yeah, the the freaking the Simpsons creator guy. of The Simpsons knows some shit. A hundred percent. He's the one that makes the lines. Shit. Yeah, he or he like directs people to make the <laughs> line. He goes and he's like, yeah, no, make this minus seven, make that plus five and a half. Um, Nolan, it's, I have two in mind. Well, it's yeah, it's got to be Seattle. I have two in mind. So the safer one for me. Anyway, so I have two. I have the over in the in the Vikings and 49ers game. Which is probably a safer bet, but then I have Seattle against the Packers just winning outright. I mean, you can take plus four would be your pick. So if you're that confident, I would take the plus four. You know what? You don't get anywhere but without taking risks. So I'm going with the Seahawks plus four. I think they win the game, and I think they, they yeah, yeah. But I also do think the 49ers and Vikings team is going to smash the over. You love and watch them lose. Watch the Seahawks lose, <laughs> and then that game smash the over. We talk about that oh all yeah, the time. that'll definitely happen, dude. The the Seahawks are just such a a sketchy team to me. Like they love just showing up. One I love it though. Oh my god, they love just showing up one week, and then the next week it's just like, where? What happened to you? Where'd you go? Kind of like their team though. I really like the way that. They're playing right now. In the Pete Carroll just looks like someone let him out of like the old folks' home. Like <laughs> Pete Carroll, <laughs> he's fired up though. He does not look like he's sixty-eight years. Is he sixty-eight? I don't know. I'm pretty sure old. he's the co- he's the oldest coach in the league. Is he really? Yeah, he's, he's like a year older than Belichick. Though. He chews the most gum I've ever seen. <laughs> he's always sideline. chewing you gum. He has, he has a pack of gum in his. You can mouth hear it going. <laughs> Let's go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when he's mic'd up, is that you know who like? else loves chewing gum? Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett loves some drama. Oh, uh, Jason Garrett. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I was gonna say we got some uh, head coach stuff going Let's on go to in the that. league in the past week. Before we before we end it off, that was I a think great. We're, we're running a little short now. But great segue. Great segue. <laughs> Talking about Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. What do you think about? I it? haven't heard Antonio State on it. Uh, I think it's better than Jason Garrett. <laughs> Anything's better than Jason. You're better Garrett. than Jason Garrett. But I mean, yeah, it's the higher level of the two gingers, but. I think Mike McCarthy is hmm. – it's hard to tell because he has made the it's playoffs. mediocre, right, isn't it? In it's, nine like, and it's a bland taste. Nine of mouth. 13 years, but he's also had Aaron Rodgers at his quarterback, so take that as you will. Um, he does have a pretty damn good offense to work with. I think Dak Prescott is a very suitable quarterback, though. I I, I agree. He showed all, Better than him going to the Browns and inheriting Baker Mayfield. Uh I don't. I obviously don't want it to work out. I think it has a chance, 
Yeah, you being a Giants fan, I wouldn't want it to work, want it to work out. No, I wanted Jason Garrett to stay there forever and clap his way to eight and eight every and I, year. And I talked to Sal about this. I feel like anyone they chose, no one would be happy with it because no, Urban Meyer was I, never going to coach. I didn't expect Mike McCarthy, but Urban still. Meyer was never going to coach there. They were never going to get Lincoln Riley to coach there. The only way they could have hit a home run was like Sean Payton or Bill Belichick yeah, or somehow. I don't think any of those people want to co- go to coach Dallas. with Jones. Yeah. And have yeah, him and we push it on your that. ass every five seconds. So my outlook of it is it's very high floor, very low ceiling. So it's not like he's going to implode and the team's going to like go 3-13 and 13 next they year. They can't do worse. No. They can't have worse than You're not gonna have a bad versus season. their expectations and then do worse than they did this year. Correct. But it's not like it, there's no way they're going 14-2 and two next year. No. So it's like they'll, they'll be like their typical 9-7, and 10-6. and six. Like, McCarthy, I definitely, I definitely think ten wins is like their. McCarthy will have like a nice little like, refreshing like whatever speech and all of that coach talk, but it's not gonna be anything that's gonna like put him over the hump. And I don't think any coach was really gonna put him over the hump unless they got, like I said, Sean Payton, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick. Like they they got a big Jones name, but like, just not that big. Get yeah. Jones to like loosen the reins a little bit, which obviously isn't happening. Never here. happening. He just wants to run the team. That's what it comes down to. And he wants what's best for his football team. And so does every owner. Well, mostly every owner, but it's also hindering your your team's ability to like get valuable coaching where they're fired up. What did you guys think of the Matt Rule hire? Because I've I really liked that. I think that's I the really hire of the offseason. Honestly, I so I would have loved if the Giants got him, but Panthers offered him seventy million. He offered the Giants to you know match, match that. It. I'm excited to see which direction no. he goes. So, not like the weird thing, but don't you think? Matt Rule's ceiling is like around Ron Rivera. Like, if Matt Rule really works out, isn't it going to be like what Ron Rivera did his Super Bowl year? Like, be very aggressive, call the defense. Like, I, I what's Matt Rule's ceiling as a coach? Realistically, I think he has some pretty good potential. I, I like. I really, I was a big fan of Baylor this year. I like, thought they were better than Oklahoma. When they de- when I, they get their quarterback you know, situation figured lead. out, can can they like? Can they make a Super Bowl in his tenure? No, and you know what? Maybe they, they maybe could. they have to tank this year to try and get a quarterback. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. I, like, what are you playing? All right, rookie head coach, go get your rookie uh, quarterback to. Because look like at what they did with uh, uh, what's his face in Cincinnati. Dalton. No, the coach Taylor. Yeah, like they didn't tank this year, but they knew they brought in a rookie coach. They're gonna do bad. They're gonna get some draft picks. Yeah, and now they, they can Burrow. build something. They can get rid Go of get Dalton. the new quarterback to build with. They're your probably head coach. gonna get rid of AJ Green, so they're gonna have room to work with. And I think that that's the outlook that they looked at. They definitely went about it way better than I'd say than the Browns did. Definitely. I mean, speaking of the Browns, do we? They're have... pulling hard for McDaniel's. Yeah, I I would guess it would be McDaniel's at this point, right? But we talk I don't about see him how leaving McDaniels the Patriots leaves, every single year. Really? He is going to an interview. I think he accepted the Colts job and then said no. Good point. I don't under. Here's the I don't thing. think I don't think that's deterring Cleveland from going after. Him. Oh no, absolutely not. Cleveland is a whore. Desperate. Cleveland <laughs> Cleveland is lower than dirt right now. They need somebody. They they. They'd take somebody's grandpa to coach their team right now. They don't give a shit. But, like, I don't understand the appeal to Josh McDaniels. He's a Baker fan. He has been since out of college. There's a lot of offensive weapons there to work with. I don't (laughs) care. A new star running back. That's really your appeal is Baker Mayfield, though? That's that's the reason you're going to leave New England? He obviously likes him and saw a lot of potential out of him out of him from college and if they use him the right way go to andrew luck in that organization he's gonna go to baker mayfield in the browns i don't know what to tell you they have a lot of promise none of it makes sense he's got one of the best up-and-coming running backs in the nfl he's got kareem hunt in that backfield too all right you can have jarvis think about all right think about the offense disregard quarterback i doubt it's hard to to say that but disregard quarterback and think about the offense for uh the Browns and think about the offense for the Patriots and think for about an what offensive guy and, and think about what kind of offensive plays he can steam up for Odell Beckham to get open for Jarvis Landry to get open for David and Joker to get open for Nick Chubb to get open like all of these weapons are going to be critical in the success of Baker Mayfield Baker has but the capability to that too. toxic environment can Josh McDaniels fix that he's a Patriot I don't see why not the, what 
out of what organization would be the best to try to change our culture? And you would want someone. That, you would like want the same thing. The Why did the Giants go and get the Patriots special teams guy? <laughs> they got culture. Problems. I think. I think if Josh McDaniels goes to the Browns, that would shatter everything for what the Patriots want to do. Bill Belichick does not want to run an offense. He's a defense guy. Well, we'll hire someone to run the offense. Who's better than Josh McDaniels at running an offense? Nobody. He's, he's been doing it for twenty someone. years. He's the main. He's one of the main reasons why they are where they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish the Giants I could just, go and get a head coach already. Because be what upset. if Bill Belichick ends up available? I would be upset because I feel like New England Browns. Like the appeal. Yes, the appeal is there. You have Odell Beckham Jr. You oh, have yeah. Jarvis well, Landry. You have Nick upset. Chubb. You have Baker Mayfield. The potential is there, and we everyone has seen the potential of the Browns. Yet they they let us down every single year. And yes, it was Freddie Kitchens, but like, you the the whole I thing don't is, I think Josh McDaniels is the guy to fix that. The whole thing is, you've got to try to do something to correct it, and uh, why not? Who's oh, a better I choice? Totally, I totally, I totally understand why the Browns would want to go heavy for him and probably offer him a shit ton of money that he. What does McDaniels have to gain to stay though? Like, why why not take the Cleveland job? Like, what does he? Have I to- think if Brady left, if Brady left or retired, yes, then he'd leave. It depends what kind of position the offense is going to be in like if they are committed to like doing whatever it and takes if they, and here's the thing that's why it would be so frustrating if they committed to building an offense and then mcdaniel's left that and would, then he left <laughs> everything I, everything implodes I because agree. he's the head he's the head of that he's the, he's in charge but he, i feel like also he would be leading the charge and like would you rather inherit all of these like all of these misfit toys in Cleveland, or would you want to build something from the ground up in New England? I would rather build something from the ground up in New England, but you have a limited amount of time to do so. You really have next year, and that's like maybe you're you're probably last year with Tom. Like if it's not next year, it's the gonna be the year after. So you have a small window where you have to maximize whatever kind of assets they give you. Whereas in Cleveland, you have time to develop a quarterback. If you go Seven and nine in Cleveland next year. They're gonna be like, uh, they're not gonna be like screaming. They're gonna build head. a statue. They're, they're, literally, they're they're not gonna be like. They're screaming gonna build a Nick Foles statue. Okay, then there's stuff to build upon. Say Baker is a good year. Say Odell is not unhappy anymore. Say like they they meet X Y and Z. Like, I they just gotta build towards something. They, yeah. Also, what else do you have to prove as an offensive coordinator? Is it time to bring your career to the next level in terms of coaching? I don't right. think he cares so much about his career. I, like, I don't think he does. He's already been fired as a head coach. <laughs> Maybe he wants another shot, and maybe you're right, and he wants to stay with the Pats. I guess I'm just looking at it more at the emotional side of it. Like, he he obviously has a really good connection with Tom. Like, they've been working together for 20 years. And he's That's, obviously in a really good situation. He's the in a really good situation. The best coaching staff in football well, has been for the past and 20 years. And I think years. the opportunity, like, that, like yeah, he's he's had all these great teams, but I think this year is the greatest opportunity to build something really special with the offense instead of it being all about the defense, which I think like at least this year, it's like the defense was what everyone was talking about, not the offense. And then the offense took a hit and then Antonio Brown left. And then, you know, you had uh, uh, Josh Gordon leave. And then, so like all of these pieces didn't work out. You had Nikhil Harry, who was very promising coming out of the draft, gets hurt, goes on IR, doesn't come back till, whatever week and when he does come 10, back whatever it was i just can't wait to see what he decides to do because if he decides to stay then that offense could be something to mess with if they i don't even know i, I wish i could tell you what kind of like personnel moves they would make like i would love to see them trade for like i don't even know aj green like odell like imagine if they trade for odell like i know i, I mean odell would uh, odell would pack I his mean, bags that's all like, he wants right to do is play moved. for the patriots yeah. so and he would come in and he would work his tail off and it would all, if he could understand the system and play within himself, it would be a match made in heaven. I think they really should have not gotten rid of Antonio Brown as much as, as much as everyone says how like crazy he is and everything. What would, what team could have fixed that for him? The Patriots. Definitely. They definitely could have fixed him. It's unfortunate the choices that he decided to make and now he's paying for it. And now he's literally doing anything to get attention tweeting at Tom Brady on a weekly basis, tweeting at the Patriots on a weekly basis, and now he's tweeting at Logan Paul to fight Logan Paul just as a cry for attention. It's so obvious and so like cringy that like 
I think he's I just can't see him coming back anytime soon. It'll be interesting to see what happens, definitely. I mean he had that Saints workout and he turned it into a complete publicity stunt. He did not want to play for the Saints. No. But it was the one team that was like, yeah, we'll give you a workout. So he's like, okay. It was like Colin Kaepernick when he did that workout. It was the same thing. It was just a publicity stunt. Like it always is. Um, okay, so how do you feel about Judge becoming <clears throat> the, the Giants head coach? Which I, I don't think anyone saw happening. The wide receiver coach of the I Patriots. I mean, I'm going to have a wide receiver and special team coach. And let me point out how incredible the Patriots special teams was this year. Um but I do feel like it was kind of rushed. At, you know, right after the Matt Rule thing happened, it was pretty much Judge's Giants' next head coach. Um, I wish they would have waited a little bit. It didn't bit. seem like they had many choice. Like, it didn't seem like they had many candidates. Yes, but it's not like Joe Judge was going anywhere else and anyone, you know, really had that huge of interest in him. Apparently, he was lined up to take a job at Mississippi State. <laughs> That it's it's an SEC football Giants. team, but <laughs> what do they do? They're like one of the worst teams in the best conference in America. But if the Giants could have waited a little bit longer to see if names like McDaniel's become available, if you can get an interview with him, if this whole New England thing does indeed disband this offseason, and that includes Bill Belichick, then you should call him and offer him an insane amount of money. You didn't have to rush and, and honestly, make this move for Judge would, this fast. That's one thing that Bill would probably think about. Just going back to New York. Yeah. I I definitely, if Bill was just like, you know, at the Patriots, the best place to go would be the Giants. So I, Yeah, I, I, to think what he could do with the talents that are on that team. The only problem is, like, Nolan brought up a good point before about them. Like, Bill wouldn't leave only because he has, like, his defense set up. And, like, yeah. if he wanted to go to New York... He'd have to restart. He would literally defense. have to restart. There's no way he ever coaches for another team. And he's ending... If he decides to quit because Tom Brady won't, he's not coaching somewhere else. He's retiring and just doing whatever it is he wants to do in his off time. I agree. Because he's not he's not going to go into sports broadcasting. It's, it's far more likely that Brady ends up with someone new than Belichick ends up with someone new. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think if McDaniel's left, I'd I'd be excited to see who they try to get as an offensive coordinator. He'd probably, you know who you know what he'd do? He'd make his son the offensive coordinator. You know he would. No, because no. he's more focused on defense. I don't think they would promote him the offensive coordinator. But I that's just something he'd do. They I would feel like they would promote uh, the quarterback coach. I forget what his name is. It's like O'Shea or something. But whoever like the guy behind McDaniel's is, is who I thought the, O'Shea left. He's still there. I'm pretty sure he's still there. Um, I don't know. I just I don't think McDaniel's goes to the Browns. I think they're making too much hype about that. Just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, wherever, whenever they decide to finally hire someone. God, dude, the Browns are so, like such I mean, sluts. They got an interview on Friday, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Is that all, gentlemen? Anything else all. we want to get off our chest? Any prop bets? That would be the only other thing. Any prop bets? Hmm. Rodgers over a touchdown and a half. That's my pick. He's going to throw two touchdowns. And really? That's, that's at a touchdown and a half? The, every quarterback. The, so every quarterback does a touchdown and a half. It just depends the juice on it. So it's probably like minus 170 that he throws two touchdowns. Yeah, the odds on it are probably horrible. But <laughs> I like Rodgers to throw over a touchdown and a half. And I like Russell Wilson to throw over a touchdown and a half. Let me make sure that. In fact, I like a lot of quarterbacks. To I like do that Jimmy Garoppolo weekend. to throw over a touchdown and a half. Let me. <laughs> I like. Let me make Jackson sure th- to do that. I like you know Watson to do that this oh, weekend. I, I like sure as hell whatever like to do whatever that. the yards is for George Kittle. Smash the over. You love George Kittle. I love George Kittle. I mean games yeah. like that stream right. tight ends too. Um, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers minus one twenty five. So that's not that bad. I w- I thought it'd be more. I will take that. For Russell, it is looks like minus one thirty, so a little bit more than Rogers. If you had to pick one, Mister Fury, both. Ugh, <laughs> you can't do that. You gotta pick one. They're I mean, I, against I mean, each you other. already picked Rogers, so I can't pick Rogers. But I like Rogers more than Wilson. But you can pick. No, there's nothing wrong with picking. Rod- You're allowed to pick one. Deshaun Watson. 
Really? Yeah. What's really? his? Yeah. What's his? <laughs> one, and a, one and a half. Yeah, I know, but like, what's the what's the payout? It's probably close to even money. Let's see. Antonio might take that actually. He might take that like in real life and then jinx it completely. Because that's probably a better payout compared to Rodgers and Rogers, Wilson and the other yeah. guys. Maybe minus one fifteen. Yeah. So that that might be wrong though. Close to even money. Oh, Mahomes is two. That's crazy. Ooh. Over under two minus one fifty for the over. They 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 think he's gonna throw three at least. He might get wet and wild this weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's it for Jimmy Garoppolo? That's one, mine. One and a half. It has to be because that game is so. Um, no, but what's the uh, Parley Watson and Mahomes over minus one twenty seven for over one and a half for Jimmy. What about do they have a yards thing and yards for George Kittle? Probably not. That's seventy eight and a half. Seventy eight and a half. Over. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna get over a hundred. Really? Sal. I like that. Yeah. I like the Vikings that. have a hard time matching up against tight ends. They do. That I, I do seventy eight and a half doesn't even seem like a lot for him either. It's not. That's more than like a wide receiver one a wide receiver would get. Yeah, DeAndre's was about that. Wow. Wasn't DeAndre 70? 77. Oh, so he had more. Dude, that's crazy. No, he's he's smashing that over. And if, if first touchdown too. All over Kittle this week, on Kittle. Oh. Right, Without the voice crack. <laughs> All right, boys. Are we wrapping it up, Antonio? Any final words? I have no final words. Enjoy your football this weekend, fellas. So that was your final words, you fucking want. See you next week. See you next week, people. Lita. I can't wait to be wrong about every pick I made.